Do you ever feel like there's never enough time, whether that's enough time for homeschooling or homemaking or relaxing? I'm here to tell you that we all have enough time to do the most important things. So today, let's rethink our time so that it becomes our greatest asset instead of the most common complaint. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back, guys. Today we are going to talk about our time. And I'm bringing this up because this is one of the biggest stumbling blocks in homeschooling and I think in life in general. Time often stresses us out. Time can stress us out because we feel like we can't get everything done. We don't have enough time. Time can stress us out because we feel like we are busy all the time, but we're not sure what we accomplished. Like our life and our time and our days are running away with us. Time can be a problem because we are exhausted. There's no margin. There's no space. There's no relaxation in our days. And this is a consumerist mindset. We are spending every minute that we have and we are not saving anything in reserves for ourselves. Regardless of where you fall in your relationship with time, I want to get really honest today about how we view our time because I firmly believe that before we can solve a problem, we really have to understand the problem. We really have to change our mindset about it, take a deeper look, and that's what I'm here for. I want to look at time a little bit differently today. I want to look at it from a simple, minimalist perspective. I want to empower you. I want to encourage you. I want to motivate you to start being more intentional about your time today. In the next episode, I'm going to give you three tangible ways that you can reclaim some of your time. But first, before we take action, I want to address the value of our time because I feel really strongly that quick tips and quick fixes don't carry the impact that we want if we don't first change how we're thinking about the problem. And so if you stick with me for a while, you'll find that I'm often about addressing the mindset first and then taking action so that our action can be meaningful and our action can be impactful. And so let's do that with our time. Today, I want to talk about five reasons to really guard and value your time. And the reason I feel like I need to do this is because I'm a mom and I know a lot of moms And I think that mothers are way too flippant about giving away their time. And don't don't get me wrong. It is not in a bad way. We don't mean to be flippant with our time. We're quick to give away our time to others as our personal sacrifice for the greater good. That's really good. And it's a really honorable motivation, right? We take our time for granted We don't see the harm in giving it away 
as though any time that we spend on others' needs and others' desires is time well spent. But I want you to question today whether it is. Is our time well spent on all the things that demand our attention? And I have to bring that up because this is sort of the nature of the beast of being a mother, right? There are a lot of interruptions. There are a lot of demands for our attention and our time easily gets frittered away by this little thing and that little thing and this little thing and that little thing. And we think, oh, it's only going to require a couple minutes or it's a couple minutes here and a couple minutes there or a half an hour here or just two hours a week, right? And before we know it, because our lives are so unpredictable as mothers, we feel like we have lost our days. We feel like We don't own them anymore. We're not feeling confident about what we're getting done in a day. And we're not feeling confident about how we're spending our time. So too often our seconds and our minutes and our hours are thrown around on a whim to whatever presents itself without us questioning really whether those needs and wants are really important to our most important purpose. So this is where we get back to what are our most important things and how do we use that as a filter for what is taking up our time. In fact, we often feel guilty if we don't give away our time freely. We act as though time is an infinite resource and we'll always have more of it so we can afford to be generous. And if we're not generous with our time, we often feel really guilty about it as though we should be doing all the things for all the people and then we feel a little guilty about it and I want to get over that today. I want to get to a point where we're really confident about what we are doing with our time instead of feeling guilty about what we're not doing with our time and in order to get to that point we need to do a lot of self-reflection about our time in general because yes time will keep coming. You will keep getting more seconds and more minutes and more hours, God willing, but you won't ever get the time you spent back again. Your savings account of minutes has a finite and unknown balance. The balance is constantly depleted with or without our permission. We can't make any deposits into our savings account of time. We can't halt the withdrawals. All you can do is take your automatic withdrawals and make the most of them. And most of us are incredibly deliberate with our money. We count it, we balance it, we budget it, we save it, we take every purchase into serious consideration, but your minutes are no less valuable than your pennies. Perhaps they're even more valuable, right? So do we spend those minutes with the same level of deliberation and forethought and sense of value and weight as we spend our money? So if we want to be really great at mommying and teaching and being the person we want to be, then we really don't have an option other than to be intentional with our time because how we spend our time is going to be synonymous with who we are, right? And fulfilling our purpose on this earth. So from this day forward, I want you to start really comprehending and owning the value of your time. And in the book, Minimalist Homeschooling, one of the mindset hacks is guard your time for those things that are most deserving or they will not get the time that they deserve. Okay, so I'm probably not telling you anything new. We're acutely aware that our time is precious. Why are we giving it away so quickly? Why do we feel guilty about protecting it and guarding it? So here are five things I want you to keep in mind as you're creating space 
in your days, space in your schedule, as you're being more intentional with your minutes. So number one, I want you to remember that we are entrusted with our time. There are a few things in life that are entrusted specifically to us, and we feel the weight of that responsibility, right? We have our money, we have our children, we have our partners, we have our belongings, we have other people who are put into our lives. We have a deep-seated desire to do what is right for each of those things and with each of those things, knowing that we can use those or enjoy those, and it will have an impact on ourselves and others. We take a certain amount of ownership of these things, understanding that we are a precious guardian for them. And our time falls into the same category. You are the only guardian of your time. It impacts those around you. Your time has been entrusted to you so that you may do what is right with it. It doesn't belong to anybody else. Which brings me to my next point, number two. Nobody else has your job. The time that you devote to unimportant tasks or tasks that somebody else could do or those interruptions or the things that you feel obligated to do, but you know it's not really something that you're meant to be doing. That time is time you're taking away from your most important tasks, right? A yes to anything is a no to something else, right? In the case of homeschooling, nobody else is raising or teaching your children in the time that you have them, in the time that you've designated to be with them, right? You are it. So we have to understand that if our time gets scattered on all the could do's, would do's, should do's that happen to present themselves, of which there is a potentially infinite number on any given week, we're being careless with the one thing that is most valuable to our children's development and education, our attention, our dedication, in short, our time for them. So let me put this another way. There are a lot of people who could do all the could do's, should do's, and would do's that accumulate throughout any day. Conversely, there are not a lot of people who are working with your children or fulfilling any other purpose that you have on this earth. This is a homeschooling podcast, so I'm going to talk a lot about setting aside time for homeschooling, but this goes for anything that you feel called to do. If we scatter our time about, if we get distracted, if we indulge the interruptions, if we say yes to everything, that is time that is not spent fulfilling our purpose and nobody else has your purpose. Your purpose is yours. So if that purpose is not being fulfilled, it's not in the world. It's just not. So this isn't about your time so much anymore. This is about the time that all your important jobs require right? Nobody else is fulfilling your purpose on earth. And so that time needs to be dedicated to it. So the time you spend away from your purpose is time when nobody is fulfilling your purpose. So the next time you are looking at your calendar, you are looking at your to-dos, ask yourself if there's someone else who could do that task. Typically, our time is best spent on those things that relatively few other people could do or would do with the same devotion, right? Number three, Other people will not value your time for you. 
This is a harsh reality, but most people fall into the trap of giving away their time. And as a result, they believe that others should be generous, quote unquote, generous with their time as well. And you may get people who give you guilt trips or justifications, or they even give you the cold shoulder because you declined to do something or spend your time on something that they requested. Some people will analyze your decision. Some people will judge your decision. People will judge how you're spending your time. They'll suggest how you can squeeze their thing in. I know I've been through this. I have an overdeveloped sense of obligation to others. I've been in this situation a lot and it is difficult to tell some people no. So the next time you're struggling to break the news that you can't spare the time to someone who doesn't agree, understand that this is a values thing. And by that, I mean, they don't value time the same way that you do. And that's okay. If you knew that somebody chose to spend their money in a different way than you choose to spend your money, but they encouraged you to spend your money the way they do, how would that conversation go? If you knew someone who acted immorally and tried to make you feel bad about not making their same bad decisions, would you actually feel bad about adhering to your values? Probably not. And our time falls into the same category. We are trying to do what is right with our time. And if other people make other decisions for their time, that's fine, but that's on them. And we don't feel bad or we don't feel guilty about adhering to our values. And by that, I mean how we value our time. We don't feel bad about how we value our time. Ideally, we'll be spending our time in alignment with our values. In our homeschool, our time is in alignment with our homeschool values. In our family, that time is in alignment with our family values and so forth. So if somebody doesn't agree with how you spend your time, it is simply because they don't share your values. As a business owner, I have to choose how to spend my time in my business. And it may be different from other business owners, but I have analyzed and I have taken into consideration our personal quirks and unique qualities. And I've come to the best decision, I believe, for my business. And we can stand in the same confidence about coming to the best decisions about our time, even if others do it differently. We see this all the time in homeschooling. Some homeschoolers will spend their time in a different way than other homeschoolers. And it's really easy in those situations to see that this is a values thing. So I want you to take that perspective through the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if others think you should be spending your time differently. Your job is to spend your time in alignment with your values, not theirs. You have your values, they have theirs, and sometimes those values are different, period. Don't take it personally, don't make it personal. And if someone doesn't agree with your values, it doesn't make your values or theirs any less justifiable, right? So number four, say no now so you don't disappoint later. Too many people say yes immediately out of a sense of obligation, not motivation. And as a result, when it comes to follow through with their commitment, it's very easy to come up with an excuse not to do it or to barely do it. Why? Because they didn't value that commitment of their time to begin with. They're not motivated to do it. So we have all been on the receiving end of someone who said yes, but then finds an excuse to bail last minute and it wasn't cool, right? To avoid being that person... Commit only to the things that you are truly committed to. Make sure you're motivated to follow through 
for some reason other than obligation or an inability to say no, because people deserve others to value the commitments they've made to them. It's a matter of common courtesy. So if you don't value the commitment that you're saying yes to, let them go find someone who will value it because that's what they deserve. They deserve someone who will value this thing that they are committed to. So let's put this in terms of homeschooling as well. Your children deserve for you to spend time on the things that you value. Don't say yes to bringing things into your homeschool that you feel obligated to do, but that you're unmotivated to do because then everybody drags their feet and then we feel disappointed with ourselves. And it's not a great way to bring joy into your homeschool. I have an earlier episode about doing what you love in your homeschool and this relates to that. But the point is that we say no now to the things that we're not motivated to do so that we don't disappoint later in our life and in our homeschools. So this comes back to focusing on your priorities too. If you're agreeing to do things that you don't prioritize, you're less likely to show up for them. And you want to be the person who is awesome at what you agree to do, not the one who may or may not show up to do all the things or who's stressing out about how they can get out of it an hour before the event happens. So in short, we can be thankful when someone is honest enough to say no upfront and spare us the disappointment of someone who's not going to commit and may not show up later. And we can respect others enough to say no to the things that we don't value. Okay, and number five, this really hit home with me when I had my own girls. And so it is, think of your daughter. So when I began raising a daughter, I became acutely aware of how I was disrespecting myself and undermining my value by being careless with my time. I realized the error of my unhealthy sense of obligation when I thought about my daughter living the way I was living. Did I want her to have the same schedule and the same calendar and the same sense of obligation and the same exhaustion or the same dread that I had? And the answer was no. So if I wanted better for her, it meant that I wasn't treating myself well enough and that I was setting a poor example. Because at the end of the day, do I want my daughter running around crazy, stressed, too busy to enjoy life? No. Do I want her to feel that sense of obligation? Do I want her to believe that her worth depends on what she does for others or what she accomplishes in a day. No, almost every woman I've met undervalues herself and her time. And that is an underlying problem. I think with why we get so stressed out about our time, because I can distinctly pick out the women who don't undervalue their time. I would love my daughter to tend toward being someone who values herself and her time. And that means breaking the habits I learned from my own mother, no matter how well-intentioned those habits and that narrative sounds. It's hard to break those habits, but it's my job to teach her how positive service looks. It's my job to teach her how valuable her time and actions really are and how valuable she is regardless of how much she accomplishes in a day. Her worth is not contingent on how much she gets done in a day. And I want you to hear this. Your value is not dependent on how much you accomplish. St. Teresa of Calcutta says it's not how much we do, but it's how much love is in what we do, right? And I can paraphrase that by saying it's not about doing all the things. It's about being awesome at what we do do. 
So if you need more inspiration, if you need more empowerment, I love the boundaries set of books by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. If you haven't read any of them yet, please put it on your reading list. I'm sure there are audiobooks available. These books make it clear exactly where healthy, positive Christian service turns into an unhealthy sense of obligation. So if you struggle with saying no, or you're not convinced of the value of your time, buy one of these books now. You can also look at The Purpose Driven Life. That's another great one for understanding the value of our of ourselves and our time. They are life-changing, and I often reread them personally. I highly recommend them for everyone because we all need to guide our time and energy for what is most important. There's Just Plain Boundaries. I believe that's the original book that was written. Then there's Boundaries in Marriage, I believe, and Boundaries with Children. So get the book that most applies to your situation and try it out and see if that will help as well. So I'd like to thank you guys again for coming today. I am really excited to come at you in the next episode with three tangible ways that we can start reclaiming our time now that we understand the value of it and we're going to be more motivated to really make the best of our time. I want to help you clear out some space on your calendar so that you can just be who you were meant to be. And until then, I am wishing you all the simple things. Have a great one. Did you know that you can get exclusive bonus episodes of the Simple as a New Smart podcast, your specific questions answered, a vault of tutorials on minimalist homeschooling, and more? That's right. Regardless of where you are in your homeschool journey or what level of support you're looking for, there's something for everyone in the Simple as the New Smart monthly membership. Check it out at resources.zaraphd.com forward slash simple dash is dash the dash new dash smart. And I'll see you there. Bye-bye.